gentlemen, welcome to the Bitcash She Can podcast. Hi Radhika, such a pleasure to have you here. Thanks Divya for having me. Very excited to be doing this. Uh, so let's start with what is your favorite question that you would ask someone who comes for your show? Yeah, I ask them something on success because all of them are successful people, and that's why it's probably they are on the show. I ask them that what is the cost of the success that you've paid? Because it doesn't come easy. You have to sacrifice something. Absolutely. No pain, no gain. Absolutely. And the answer that I get for one question is so varied that it's absolutely amazing to see how some people say that I've given up my time. I've given up my family. I've given up my husband. Oh my you know? god! <laughs> so, what has been the cost for your success? I think it's again sacrificing family because when I was moving out from Pachora, where I came from, what age did you leave this small town? It was at the age of fifteen. Okay. And because I was that young, my parents said that if you're moving out, we will also move out. Otherwise, it's not happening. And there was no chance of them moving out since the business was in Pachora. My mom, thankfully, she was a very strong-headed woman. She said that even if they learn good things in Pachora, they can't execute it because there are no good work opportunities. So okay. she shifted with me and my sister to Nasik, and that's where we did eleventh and twelfth. And after that, there was a call again that why do you have to go to Bombay? You can do your undergrad in Nasik as well. But I said no. This time, I'm not listening to any anyone. I did hurt them. I did upset them. But today, I wrote a post on this recently, though. Okay. That uh, you know how they are so proud of me going out independently in Bombay. I came here at the age of seventeen, and of course I had very tough years initially. I didn't know what to do, but thankfully after college I got a good mentor because I started working in a law firm, being a non-lawyer, okay. and that only happened through LinkedIn because I was writing continuously. People saw my content and they started offering me work opportunities. And what you sacrifice in the past really helps you gain in future. Is what I've learned from my experience. I love that, and it's gratifying to know that your mum supported you. Yeah, and, and she was with you through this journey. You started at seventy or at eighty mm. with, with your career. Yeah, trajectory. And what exactly did you start doing, or what were your aspirations at that point of time? I had zero aspirations in my career life, and uh, usually when you see other people around doing so great, that's when you realize that okay, there is seriously something wrong with your life. You need to get up and buckle up because if you don't, then you're gonna really lose out on some of the things that other people are taking advantage of. And uh, I used to like one of my friends. Okay. And he told me that uh, we can only be friends if you have this, this, this. Okay. I'm like okay. And what is, is this? This this. <laughs> He's like, you need to first be like someone who is thinking like a CEO, if not is a CEO. Okay. Choose your niche, pick up something that you're good at, and start doing that every single day without forgetting it. Got it. I'm like, what do I do? I don't know anything. I'm just like 18. Right. He said, start writing on LinkedIn. And okay. he was already a very good writer on LinkedIn. Okay. And he guided me as to how should I start, but. I was. I'm a very stubborn person at heart. You know, I don't do something un unless I am convinced fully. So it took me three months of self conviction to say that okay, LinkedIn can be a platform to start writing. And my first post was on some philosophical shit because जब भी कुछ आता नहीं then everyone yeah, knows how to give about, the answer. Yeah, you just talk about you talk about उसने ये बोला. Yeah. Please can say it and let's just talk about it. Yeah, my post was something about sun, moon, and stars. Some very very abstract thing, and it just got three likes. 
I was very disheartened. My friend was like, at least three people have liked that, which was not even worthy of being liked being by even one person. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, now just see how can you multiply multiply this three into thirty into three hundred, then three thousand, thirty thousand, three lakh. Then I thought to myself that okay, everything won't come to me so easily. This three likes have come. It's good, but I need to choose my niche now. So I really started reading newspapers. I was not an avid writer or reader at all. People think that I've been writing since childhood because I'm good at writing on LinkedIn, but that's not true at all. I just started writing when I started LinkedIn. So that's how it started. And because I was reading newspapers, I was a marketing student. I was thinking that the finance news, why is it so complicated? Why are journalists using such jargons? Why can't they just simplify, break it down, and just present it well and for people? Consumable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I thought that we as humans have same cranial capacity. So if I'm not understanding, there might be at least hundred people who are not understanding the same news. Fantastic. So that's how I started writing it down, very simplistic way, me on LinkedIn, and that's how it started gaining traction. That's how my career started on LinkedIn. And I don't think so. If LinkedIn wouldn't have been there, I would even have a career for myself because whatever came after that was only through LinkedIn. How many years have you been writing on LinkedIn? Yeah, it's been about five years now. Five years, and how many followers do you have? I don't look at the number because that doesn't drive me. But as far as I saw last, it was about two point two lakh. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> so five years, two and a half lakh people. So tell me about the platform. Mm. Like, what about the platform is interesting? Yeah. And what has worked for you, and what hasn't? Uh, one interesting thing is that you can repost someone else's post, which is not there on Instagram. Okay. And uh, when you do that, if, for example, I repost your post, it will be seen with two lakh people that I have as as an audience. Okay. So I don't need to specifically write about someone or comment on it. If I just repost, it can be seen by so many people at one go, and right. the engagement level is the same. Right. So, and it's by the way, the engagement is coming on your post, not my post that I've reposted because I've done it without writing anything. Got so it. your page, your company page, gets all the attention and the limelight. People get you. You also get so many visitors on your on page that. after the repost. So that's a very good feature that I love about and LinkedIn. And that is not there in any of the other uh, social media platforms. Yeah, exactly. On Instagram, point. we don't have, but Instagram has the collab feature, which LinkedIn hasn't. No, which is pretty more yeah. recent, right? <laughs> correct, correct. But collab is again like you cannot collab with a fan that you are fond of, but on LinkedIn you can repost their post. Perfect. So I guess it's still more organic in yeah. terms of the kind of reach. Yeah, and one you. more good thing about that is yesterday only I was reading about this that on Instagram you might really get good amount of views after boosting it, but on LinkedIn, firstly the price is very high and it's not justified in terms of the views you get. If you do influencer marketing, on the other hand, for example, if you paying thirty thousand to boost a post, if you just use that money to, you know, tell influencers to promote it, you will get much more number of views and also conversions that you're expecting. Out of that, because it's a person's credibility that's rubbing off on your brand since they are talking about it. Yeah, right. it'll just be like, okay, LinkedIn sponsored your company, which is of no use. Right. So that's how the game is very different on LinkedIn, and that's how it is very good. And LinkedIn is more B two B. Like on Instagram, you see an influencer promoting ten brands in one month. Right. On LinkedIn, you will only see an influencer promoting two three brands. So that way, brand loyalty also remains very static. So on LinkedIn. So you have 
been able to use LinkedIn to create a personal brand mm. for itself, for yourself. And you said that you did that by simplifying financial mm. content. Yeah. So you kind of choose a niche and you stick to it or what are the tips yeah. and tricks? Of- That's very uh, true because initially when I was exploring, I didn't get traction because people were like, what is she really about? Why should we follow her firstly? Why should we give her time? And then when I chose this niche and, you know, consistently stuck to it. And by consistency, I don't mean just one, two weeks. It's just like thousand days at least. There's a book which says that if you don't give a thing thousand days, uh, you are not going to succeed at it. So So there goes 21 day habit. Yeah. And 40 days. (laughs) That doesn't work. Yeah, I think that's like in today's day and age, give me thousand days or don't give me time at all. Exactly. It's just that even in 21 days, you do it it's the short-term fame you get how do you really sustain it for a period like five years it's only when you do it every single day and show up no matter what so I think that has really paid off for me and when I uh, when I got the top voices batch I asked the managing editor that why did you put me in the list I was the youngest there at age 21 and everybody else was either a CEO of a company or a founder with good funding metrics He just said that the quality content which you write with consistency, it's just not seen today at uh, an age like this that you are doing it. And that was the only reason that we wanted to show that, okay, if she's doing at a young age, even others can. And it doesn't take a rocket science related content for you to get there. It's just any simple content and you can reach. So, I mean, I'd, I mean I'm going to talk about this now is, you know, now with chat GPT, yeah. everyone's like, hey, you know, so like and and we're talking about quality content so how has that affected say the amount of content that you Mm. see available on platforms yeah it's increased and it's good in a way because even chat gpt is getting advantage because all users are and even linkedin is happy that okay more creators are putting content on our page but i think uh, it really lacks that emotional element for example if i were to write your story and talk about certain setbacks that you've faced. Now, if I tell the same prompt to chat GPT, it will give me a very technical answer with all jazzy, stylish words. Like the philosophical exactly. post that you had put up first. Right? Yeah, so my principle of simplification really gets destroyed with chat GPT because it can't write simply. And uh, you have to really understand a human to write about humans. So when it comes to technical topics, of course, chat GPT is the way to go. And that's why you see more of that coming in right. on LinkedIn but when you talk of storytelling I don't think so chat GPT can ever do that you know uh, you've done this for yourself and you also help companies and founders do this would you like to talk about that in actually yeah. helping them build their personal profile yeah you know it's quite funny that when I was taking one of the interviews someone asked me what do I do and I told them that I do shadow writing she's like what does that mean I, I'm like you write for other people's profile She's like, on which platform? I said, LinkedIn. And then she's like, Ye bhi hota hai kya? I didn't even know about right. it. And she's been an investor for 10 years. Like, let's describe this a little bit more. What yeah. is ghostwriting? Hmm. And what exactly does this entail? You know, my mentor told me not to call a, a, it as a ghostwriting. Absolutely. Because ghost I is think like... It's personal branding. Yeah. Right? <laughs> or building a personal brand is more akin to what... Yeah, what so it's doing. all about understanding someone else, having the factor of empathy. Because if you lack that, you are not even going to have one client in your life for this business. So that is one important characteristic that is needed for you to get started. 
and the other one is writing how good are you at presenting what other people are thinking about and not just what you want to write so only if these two things are in place you can start ghost writing anytime and anywhere so it's just that easy and of course uh, the business is such that the margins that you get in this are very huge right. it can range up to 90% of margin to 95% as well for example if you're charging uh, 10000 to a client for a post i don't know after this how many clients will come to me knowing that <laughs> i mean that's not the real price <laughs> knowing that this is forget about clients writers will be like why are you paying us so less when clients are paying yeah. you so more <laughs> But yeah, for example, hypothetically, hypothetically, guys, yeah, it's please, not, it's not true. <laughs> so if you are paying me ten thousand, the writer will only charge me thousand rupees, and whatever there is in middle, we use it internally. You know, a lot of our viewers are women, women mm. founders, or people who might want to create their own personal yeah. brand. Why is it important for someone to have a personal brand? I'll just give you an example, like. Nikhil Kamath is able to pull off his podcast so well because he had built his personal brand and that was not because he was a billionaire but also because he was so active on social media and talking about it i mean today you have so many other billionaires also but they do not project themselves so the audience won't relate to it whenever they start a podcast show or something of their own so i think once you have a social media presence and you use it to your full full uh, potential basis the business that you have it really creates a big resonance factor with your audience and they start following whatever you do so even if like today kunal shah he is launching businesses left right center which is not even concerned with cred or credit card business right. that he has and he's only be able to do that because he has a personal brand today i'll give you an example of devita saraf i don't know if you know of her she is uh, for she you know runs view televisions and she told me this very nice thing that Why can't you be the face of your own brand? Why do you I need someone that. else? Yes. And when you can do that, you will not only get a business for the business, but you will get business for your own self. Absolutely. And that in itself is a glory to achieve. You know, she got awarded by Forbes as one of the first uh, model CEOs uh, of the world. You know, because nobody else was modeling for their own Absolutely. brand. So when you do such unconventional activities, it just resonates with people, and people love it. So tell me, as a podcaster, you have been talking to some amazing women. Uh, what has been your favorite learnings from them? Yeah, one of the learnings I got was from uh, the CEO of Geo Studios and Viacom Eighteen, Jyoti Deshpande, who also works closely with Mukesh Ambani. So I asked her, "What's your definition of power?" Because she was recognized as one of the most powerful business women in India this okay. last year, and she told me that. I don't think so I will be powerful if I cannot use it to impact other people's lives and to help them grow on their journeys that was something that really stood you know with me because I thought that being powerful is about having fame have being very good at your work and just having a name for yourself but she really bursted that myth for me and she was like no it's about taking your people along I agree I think it's hard to grow if you don't have yeah. a team that's going to help you correct take you to the next level yeah and you're obviously helping a lot of women entrepreneurs mm. to the next level by helping them raise funding yeah uh through your company directly yes. yours would you like to tell me a little bit about that yeah so you know there is a story behind this i was working with the law firm and one of the founders approached the partners said that we are looking to raise funds can you guys help 
then uh, my partner who's also my mentor in the law firm he told me that uh, you know you have such a good network on linkedin why don't you use it wow. for this guy and make him connect to silicon valley investors i'm like i'm not even from vc like why would people reply to me right. and much to my surprise when i wrote to people they were like yeah we would love to connect with this founder why don't you connect us over email and when i did that the founder was so happy because he was looking for genuine feedback from international players which he even couldn't get it through his own investment banker wow. because he could only get him connected to domestic players and then i was like okay i didn't know the flywheel effect a network and a community can have, have. so that's how it started and then when i saw women pitching to me they were so nervous i just saw the pattern i discussed with people also and that's why this show has also come about to validate my theory that do women entrepreneurs really you know pitch very conservatively than male co-founders because right. you know men founders are like you know i have this 10 year vision this is how my projections right. are looking right. like the right. investor will get excited whereas a woman will be like okay this is what i'm doing currently it's really good i don't know how next years are going to look like but i'm quite positive so right. in that the comfort really doesn't come to the investor you yeah. know they used to um bigger numbers exactly right. so that's when i realized that there is a gap to solve in the market let me start with a show where voices of successful investors and founders are heard for these early stage women entrepreneurs and i can also use that relationship for uh, you know with them to help these uh, women entrepreneurs get funding so that's how the podcast show and the funding part started it's all about using a network as a product and leveraging it in different ways i love that i love that so we have a real hustler <laughs> who started at 17 made the linkedin presence uh not just made that into a podcast but now actually helping uh, women founders to raise funds yes uh, and you also work with them to mentor them or counsel them how to pitch better. yeah we are uh, actually starting with our mentorship program very soon uh, we want to collaborate with organizations like ifc so we are in talks with them to see how they can actually help someone who is very smart from rural india who wants to specially work with them how can these two people get connected because i feel that even women in metropolitan cities are very well connected today but i think impact will only be created when i actually get someone from haryana who's very smart and sharp uh, to work with someone in goldman sachs you know so how do i connect them both i Fantastic. think that will be something really impactful but we are yet to work on it i just wanted to build my community before i launch it so that we have quality applicants uh, and we don't waste the time of our mentors so yeah that's uh, about to come so keep an eye out on that i look forward to that um what would your message be for young girls uh who want to follow your footsteps what should they be doing and what would your message be for them yeah my first message would be like don't follow my footsteps <laughs> create your own footprints because whenever you try to follow someone you might be distracted or you might get off the path because that's not what your path is so firstly identify what you love doing and the most difficult thing in life to do is to identify your purpose especially right. when you're in your 20s right. early 20s unless you have some channelization it could come from within also not necessarily that you have to have someone but uh, getting it from within at a younger age is relatively tougher <laughs> because you think that the world is your uh, oyster and you have everything is, your way so tell me again like you know you've spoken about getting mentors yeah. and i think that's something a lot of people struggle with mm. is 
how do you get a mentor? Right? Yeah. How do you uh, how do you identify a mentor and how do you approach them? You know, just brass tacks. Like, how do you get about getting yourself? A mentor? Oh, what did you do to yeah. get yourself your mentors? You have to just tell to your subconscious mind that, okay, I need some guidance. And the guidance will automatically come your way. <laughs> Be at, because she can always, always just want to encourage yeah. uh, women, especially bright young girls like <laughs> yeah. you. It, so where do you see yourself in the next five years? I don't even know what I'll do in five days. <laughs> it's so difficult to envisage anything in this unpredictable competitive environment these days. But uh, I just have one very clear purpose that whatever I do, I should be known for that. Because uh, like I told you, personal brand is very important. Absolutely. So that is my only goal that whatever I do, I need to be the best version of myself. And my only goal in life will be to never stop learning. Because I, I don't think so you are ever successful after getting success so five years is a journey next five years will also be a journey i, I don't that. see any destination for I myself <laughs> uh, and radhika i know you started with this but i would love for you to build on what does because she can mean for you yeah i think uh, it really is a very strong uh, positive statement because uh, you know for us i think we are very privileged because we've gotten everything and but, but people in very rural India and other parts of the town in the world, they really don't even get the opportunity to speak. Forget about Absolutely. convincing someone. Absolutely. And when you tell them something like this, this statement that because she can, you can also, right. they're just like, okay, we are going to take over the world now. One of the important things is peer group support. Right. You know, you really get so much of confidence and your show because she can is also about peer group you know Absolutely. Uh, so i think when you have that uh, your foundations in your mind just gets uh, vanished and i think you are only limiting yourself because of your mind not because of somebody Absolutely. else and when statements like these are said people are just like okay now i'll go all out <laughs> thank you thank you so much radhika and thank you for sharing your journey also about personal branding and being so frank about ghostwriting yeah. and personal branding. And really, I think I'd love to encourage all women, women founders, anyone looking to establish themselves uh, to reach out, uh, talk to Radhika. <laughs> she has uh, very, very graciously offered to help us and other women vendors and, and, and the men out there. We're not being yeah, uh, we're, we're not discriminating against Business you. doesn't discriminate. Business doesn't discriminate. <laughs> But reach out, understand what is personal branding, especially on LinkedIn. If you're not there, you need to be there. And Stuti will, of course, uh, lead yeah. the next segment. Radhika, yes. uh, I've been listening uh, from behind and you're so, so inspiring. <laughs> and I have a few questions. But first things first, yeah. um, I'm a podcast host yes. and so are you. And I'm very scared of being on the other side of the chair. <laughs> so how does it feel for yeah. you to be here today, hmm. being the one answering the questions yeah. instead of asking them? It but, feels damn good because I always wanted this for myself. So yeah. whenever I am called for interviews, it's like the best moment. You love it. <laughs> so if you ask me which one will I prefer, it will be this side oh, really? of the table. Yeah. Okay. But I totally connect with you in the curiosity angle. Yes. One of the reasons I love podcasting is because I want to ask those questions. Yeah. And otherwise, they'll think you're mad. <laughs> correct, <laughs> correct. On the street. But 
also radhika you have achieved so much success at such a young age and i'm sure you've been um, not just in india even um, in country cities and countries abroad where you've been in rooms filled with probably people influential people double your age yeah so were there ever any instances where people made you feel like tum to bahut choti ho ye nahi karogi and uh. how did you overcome that yeah like my close ones have this expectation of me because they've seen me grow so they yeah. they still think that i'm a kid for them so yeah. whenever i go out they're like don't be servile don't get too pleased by the glamour you see or the position of someone because yeah. i used to get this feedback and i'm being very candid that uh, when you speak to someone you speak as if you're in awe of them you you don't speak to them as an equal Yes. So I really thought that okay, this is something I have to work upon because yeah. I am no longer that eighteen-year-old who started writing on LinkedIn and got fame. I have reached twenty-four now, and there's a certain way in which I will have to conduct myself. So yeah, that is what I've been doing, and uh, and you have those six years yeah. to prove your uh, success and the things you've done. Yeah. So, ever had any guest uh, where you were like? filled with self doubt that how will i interview this person oh yeah how did you overcome that <laughs> oh yeah yeah i have it every time before any major guest and yeah. it's a very good question nobody has ever asked me that because yeah. everybody will like okay you must have felt good but nobody asked behind no. the curtain ki kya hua i i understand <laughs> you the yeah. butterflies before someone you really looked up exactly. to exactly so radhika little bit on the personal front you're so young you wear so many different hats and investor an entrepreneur a podcast host but sometimes we get caught up in this rat race so how do you what do you do to uh, preserve your mental well being i suffer through it every day <laughs> it's not very easy yeah. and uh, there is a term called founders depression when i heard about it i was like really people do even go through this yeah. but when i started my journey as an entrepreneur being the only founder I realized what it means, and it is actually a very lonely journey. Uh, yes. You will have to spend time alone in the room thinking. You won't have a team around you to talk to because they will either be working virtually with you, or uh, they will they won't be available for you at three a.m. four a.m. in the night mm -hmm. when you're getting such thoughts. So it's very very important to be extremely strong from within and have a thick skin that nothing can shake you up. So I think when you see ahead in time of what you're doing yeah. currently. that's when you realize that this stress is not worth taking or this pressure is not worth living yeah so that's how i overcome it because i feel that will it even matter to me after one week or after a year if yeah. the answer is no i just don't think about it but if the answer is yes i try to think a lot about it so that i fully internalize it and flush it out of my system yeah. so i absolutely uh, truly live by it so i understand the importance of it so how does mm. radhika unwind What are yeah. your hobbies? What do you do in your downtime? Actually, uh, I don't have too many hobbies because I think that hobbies after a certain point in time starts distracting you. But you can of course come back to it. It's like sacrificing something to gain something else. Like yeah. for example, you of course love your family, but if you have to make a career for yourself, you'll have to move away from them. And once True. you're settled, of course you can go back yeah. to them. Yeah. So I think hobbies are also like that. I am really fond of dancing, and uh, I used to do classical singing. 
playing oh, nice. harmonium okay but i left that long back because i wanted to build something on linkedin and i was quite focused on doing that yeah so i stopped that but now i just resumed dancing again so you'll see more of my videos there oh nice what kind of dancing do you do <laughs> i like bollywood others are too uh, i mean you require a lot of flexibility yeah. to do it but i'm not that flexible <laughs> uh radhika uh we have on the because she can podcast yeah. there's always fun in the house mm. so we have a few short fun segments yeah you. thank god because the question <laughs> you asked was so heavy it took me back to my zone of like mental health <laughs> um okay so rapid fire round uh very rapid short answers yeah. so a super power that you could have and why to live uh, someone's life that i aspire to live for example if i want to know how indra noi grew okay. up i would go yes. back in time and live her years of struggle and see how she grew three words that best describe you confidence grace perseverance lovely so this is a question we love asking on our podcast um your favorite book and what and why what was the lesson that stuck by yeah. you uh this is more on the professional side it's a book by david meister he wrote on how to manage your professional services firm uh to end it because you're the personal branding yeah. guru and i know you'll be very good at this <laughs> i'm going to give you one word and you have to tell me what is the first synonym that comes to your mind okay. for that so i want to start with voice for obvious reasons <laughs> influence amazing success time confidence in uh, how do i say it what's the word for it internal lovely dream 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 is a dream <laughs> it's not like a reality <laughs> i like that and the last one for you empowerment strong nice like powerful. you power power powerful and strong like yeah. radhika thank you so much for taking out your time radhika and being on the because she can podcast it's been a super charged super amazing conversation thank you for coming radhika and showing the other side of uh, yes. you on the because she can podcast no love it thanks for having me thank you <laughs>